0: The Abstract Athlete Podcast, a collision of art, sports, and science. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for checking out the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Greatest of thank yous to our listeners and sponsors and for their amazing support. Remember to email questions or comments to info at theabstractathlete.com. Please stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, for subscription box information and upcoming events and workshops. And do not forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure to listen to a few new podcasts we have coming up on our TAA network. One is called The Abstract Doctors Podcast with Dr. G and Dr. C. Follow us on social media under The Abstract Doctors. Also, make sure to check out former NFL offensive lineman Tony Mandrich on the releasing of his podcast called One Man's Ethos podcast with Tony Mandritz. So look out for that and follow us on at One Man's Ethos and follow Tony on Instagram at Tony Mandritz and check out his art at TonyMandritz.com. Super pumped today to talk with incredible painter, activist, and former basketball player Amari Booker. Going to talk about his life and his basketball career. Also going to talk about his struggles with mental health and how creativity is such an important component to his daily life. Make sure to follow him on Instagram at Omari Booker. That's O-M-A-R-I Booker, B-O-O-K-E-R. And you can also check out his incredible art at omaribooker.com. So let's welcome Omari Booker. Well, you know, like we're, we can just jump right in. Like usually... Um, You know, I always just like to get like a background and, and kind of, you know, we work a lot with, um, with athletes and veterans that are creative. So you like fit, like obviously right into that, that space and, you know, like reading up on like when you kind of got into art was, I think you said your senior year in high school, right? Mm -hmm. And, and is that... You know, I'm interested because you you went to college like you were a hell of a basketball player. Like you, you know, you were an MVP, right, in the state yeah, in my, championship. Yeah, state tournament, yeah. high school state tournament. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, that's still, I mean, man, it's still like serious stuff. But then you went on and played. Like, at what point in time did, did you start taking? And I mean, these are broad questions. Like, you can start wherever you wanted to start talking. Like, For sure. you know. You you have a graphic design degree and a studio art degree, but, like, did you start out taking art classes? Because I, I, I was a former college athlete, and it just – as a student athlete, it's hard to do both. Like, that idea of, like, doing both, it's, like, virtually – impossible so i'm just like curious like how you got into it like were you even if you weren't taking art classes were you still doing stuff and then we can just kind of go from there and just meander about man because i think you have like a cool story and like and i think you're like like we will promote your your art because i think you're a fantastic painter and just hope you get like what you deserve because like you you're like just a really fantastic painter so
1: well, i so appreciate that and and yeah, it was. It was. It was a non-traditional start for sure. Um, I was. I didn't go to college as an art major. You know, I, I was a math major initially, and I was actually stayed as a math major for three years. So pretty much the whole time that I was playing, I hadn't actually declared as an art major. I just kept taking art electives because okay. I like. I just loved doing it. You know, it. it I liked it more than. All the rest of my classes, and so eventually, I just kind of finally said, "Why don't I major in the thing that I like?" Yeah,
0: I know it's like a novel. For, I know,
1: I know. And yeah, especially with the arts, it's kind of one of those you got to reprogram your mind a little bit to to say, "Well, yeah, this is why not do this?" Yep. Just like I could do any other, um, maybe slightly more traditional um, job, I guess. And so, so yeah, so it took it took a little while before I kind of dove into artwork in a in a more serious way but but yeah like you said I mean a lot of times with sports you know sports kind of consume a lot of your, your your time attention and energy oh yeah and so and then at that age you know you you're going to college at 17 18 19 years old and I mean I wasn't That crazy about any subject. I was pretty good at math, (laughs) so said, "Well, that's what I'm pretty good at, so I'll go with that." So,
0: right? No, I, I mean, I, I think a lot of people are like that when they, when they go to schools, like they don't really know what to do. I, for myself, and this sounds so stupid, but when I went to college the first time, and I don't know that I would have done it anyways, but I I was playing baseball at Ohio State, and I got redshirted, which sucks because then you're just practicing. I didn't even know you could go to school for art. Like I mean, yeah. like I mean, that just sounds stupid to say that now, um, but I really didn't. And yeah. you know, so I was just like taking all these classes that you know, like you just said, I just, I just hated st- I hated school. Like and and I eventually dropped out for eight years. And it feels like you you kind of you ended up going to three different schools, right? Uh, and probably took I different did. different different courses until you kind of like you just said, you finally. Figured out it's like oh well, wait a minute I'm an artist, <laughs> yes and, you know
1: for sure for sure and I did I I transferred from Belmont Belmont University in Nashville to MTSU so Middle Tennessee State which is in Murfreesboro all these schools are in Tennessee so yep. I, I kind of I grew up here went to college here and even during those breaks I, I stayed in stayed in Tennessee but yeah I mean I definitely did I, I kind of after leaving Belmont I thought I was going to play at MTSU. There was a coaching change, and I really was kind of burnt out on sports anyway. Yeah. I kind of got into my third year of college, and I was having some mental health issues um, that, you know, we can kind of get deeper into that as we go. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, but but trying to, trying to balance, you know, sports, school, mental health diagnosis. Um, a year later, my sister passed away, and so it was just a lot of stuff kind of happened right at that. breaking point of you know i was good enough to keep on playing and probably like like physically it was working but but mentally and emotionally i needed to do something different in in life and so so yeah so after my third year of playing i kind of you know i just said well i'll I'll try to i'll see what it's like to be a student and um
0: how i mean that worked how how Mm You know, cause you, you, you probably were an athlete growing up your whole life. Like that's what you did. Like you're, what are you? are six, eight. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. and So like people probably look at you go, that's a basketball player just because you're like you're For tall. Sure. And, and, but I always like, one of the things I always ask the athletes we work with is that end point of that thing that almost defines you. You know, Mm -hmm. like, what was, what was that like? It sounds like you were actually at peace with, with it. Um, But I mean, was it, I mean, obviously it's hard. Like, you know, I've said this to other people before. I remember that when I quit in that end of like, oh, this is it. I'm done playing competitive sports. Yeah. Um, And I didn't, I almost didn't have a choice in some ways, because I like I only played that first year, and bas- baseball is like like football in, in the respects where I could have been drafted. But if you go to college, you have to stay for three years, and then when I quit school after that first yeah. year, it's just like you're in no man's land. For and, sure. And so, like, would had like was it? Were you? I mean, it sounds like you were at peace with the idea that I'm just kind of done. And yeah, like,
1: I, for for me, I was, and a big part of it was you know, my whole family played sports. My dad is one of 12. Right. Wow. And so there were eight eight girls, four boys from Franklin, Tennessee, you know, all the boys played basketball. Right. And a couple of the girls did, you know, one of the girls, you know, one, she was in that first WNBA season. And so, oh, awesome. so I mean, my whole family played. And so I kind of, I liked it and I was good at it, but I wasn't like married to sports, right. I mean, if I look at now if somebody was like, Okay, you can't paint anymore, it's like I'm not I'd be in big trouble. Right. <laughs> so, but if but right. if back then if someone said you can't play competitively, it's like I'll go to the park and play pickup, I'll yeah. go play it, you know. I enjoy playing, but it, it wasn't um, it wasn't as it wasn't as challenging to say I'm gonna step away from competitive sports. Also, because I'd had a lot of really challenging experiences with with coaching and competition, where mm-hmm. it was like I love playing, but I didn't love somebody being three inches from my face, <laughs> you know, oh. cursing at me and all the stuff that kind of came came with it. So, so yeah, by the time it was, it was, um, and and that wasn't every coach for sure. I don't want anybody, right, <laughs> coaches, right, right. But, right. but but there 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 is that piece of it that. um, it's a lot of work and it can be um, yeah, you can you can still kind of maintain the love for the game without being as as deep into it. And so it's interesting when I was watching The Last Dance. Anybody who watched oh. Michael Jordan's recent, you know, The Last Dance, like you kind of see that that some people are maniacally competitive and some people are just playing the game. Yep. You know, and I was more playing the game Yeah. <laughs> so
0: now yeah that i mean that was a fantastic documentary but it he was on a different planet in terms of com- 100%. his competition and 100 and and just and i'm sure both you and i have both played with with people like that where it is like i mean a lot of times it is the coaches that just get in your face and it just you know, you just yeah. sit there and it's like, wow. Okay. I mean, I was ultra competitive, like I, but it is, I, I was not really personally like a vocal person. I was like an internally competitive um, sure. person, but, um, but I know what you mean. Like it's, it, it it's draining. It's, it, you know, yeah, like, I'm absolutely. not like getting like maybe kind of transitioning into what you were saying about mental health stuff. Like, you know, like one of the things we, we talk about at the abstract athlete is how, Creativity is such a good thing for our mental health. And Absolutely. and it's not, it just is. It's not something that we like preach this, this, this but it's like, just do, you know, do it like, it, like it's exercise, do it every day. Like it's a practice and t- do it for 20 minutes, whatever. And like, and just notice how these things change. And so yeah. like, for you, like that sounds like, even though you knew you were an artist, it became part of like a daily ritual that actually was beneficial to you? Would that be a good way to say?
1: Oh, absolutely. And especially now, like initially I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when I was 19. So I had played like a year and a half, two years and I had the diagnosis, had a manic episode, which anyone who's listening, you know, a manic episode is, um, it is described as really high highs, but, it's on a different level. Like right. it's almost hard to understand what it looks like unless you've seen it. <laughs> and so so I had, so that that was kind of my experience at 19. And then coming back to play after that, after being on, after trying to get on medication and then the medication kind of bringing me down to so where I'm a little bit just dead, like not necessarily depressed, but just very like flat. It was hard to kind of, to ramp up and have those, just those just that that emotional energy that it took to to really go compete and so so i think that's part of what made the decision a little bit easier was once the mental health stuff was big enough to that i had to do something about it right. um in that and and i didn't really know that at 19 but i, I know now that that wasn't going to be a one or two year process that was going to be a a five to seven year process of figuring out medication and and going sort of back and forth of taking the medication for six months, thinking you're fine, stop taking it. Right. The same thing happens again. Right, <laughs> you right, know, right. It wasn't like a straight line. And so, 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 yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it really turned out, um, yeah, it, it, I mean, I was definitely at peace with the, with stepping away from sports. And I didn't understand any of this intellectually at that point, but now, 20 years later looking back on it it all kind of it was all sort of unfolding the way that it had to unfold and and the art piece ended up being such a major component of once I did get healthy and did get some of get get through some some of the challenges now art has become that daily practice that I am um, yeah that it that, that it yeah it just it just allows you to kind of deal with to yep. Deal with the world from one step outside of just being directly in it. Yeah, there's just great presence that you can kind of slip into and making whatever the thing is that you're making that, um, that it 100% changed my life. It was hugely liberating. Um, and, uh, and, and so, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't be more grateful.
0: Right. Now, I, I, I think that's like just, uh, you, I don't want to say it's an awesome story because it was a struggle of a story, but just the, the outcome is an awesome story. And I, like, I'm curious and you know, this is almost like a hindsight thing. Do you think it would have mattered had you been like taking art, like as your major back when this stuff was going on? I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, again, this is kind of hypothetical. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's hard to say. I mean, I think I still, likely would have had the challenges right? just because, you know, the diagnosis is one of those things that, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that are really critical of Kanye West, you know, mm-hmm. Kanye West, is, he's a, he's a great artist who also is dealing with mental illness and it yep. doesn't mean that he isn't a great artist, but he's also still doing all of the things that are right. exhibited when you're dealing with, you know, so, So I think that the artwork would have given me that outlet earlier. I think I still would have had to get, you know, the therapy and the medication. And I think I still would have had to get the things to, you know, the kind of the both and I still would have had to live, live some of the stuff out, but I don't, but I think being at this stage and having all of those resources and art being one of the really focal points of it, has made it sustainable. It's made, you know, going through the mental health issues, you know, also going through an incarceration, which was, you know, which happened in my, you know, late 20s. Kind of going through all of that stuff, art has sort of been the thing that I can daily do that sort of buttons it all up and makes it okay. Even when I went through the incarceration period. I mean, it was a big piece of what I did there to, to realize that, that I could find the the freedom even in that space. Right. And, um, and I'll share, I'll share, I mean, just so you'll be able to share it also the piece that was, that is kind of inspired by that, that, um, that time in my life. And I, and I wrote a, just kind of wrote a, wrote a poem. It's a reflection on, on, um, on finding freedom in the midst of. Yeah. I was
0: was reading, I'm trying to find the, the article I was reading about it. um, I'm, I'm trying, I'm like, I shouldn't like sit here and try to read something, but oh, I, right. I, I just, again, like, I think your story is like really empowering. It's actually, it, it's really inspirational, like in multi, you know, like reasons, because again, like here you are, like a, a well-known, incredible athlete in high school, went to college to play basketball, went through mental health issues, went through incarceration, came out on the other end and and are now are really doing what you want to do and inspiring other people. Like I, you know, I I just think that story is like, is incredibly powerful. Um, and you know, like I've read multiple articles and every one of them, like you genuinely, you own everything like that has happened in your life, you know, but you're also like, I don't want to say like, you're happy that you went through it, but it feels like you like it made you who you are. Like, say that's, you know, I don't want to say you're happy to go through it, but like you understand that you went through it and why. And, and, and I think that what you give back, not just, not just your art, but you as somebody like when, when I read, you know, multiple interviews, like you come off as just very humbling and very, um, very powerful person. And I think it's, uh, you know, um, and that, I,
1: I appreciate that. Yeah. And I mean, there's, I think there is definitely a, I mean, there's a genuine gratitude for, for all of it. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of things that I, that I speak up about, you know, about mass incarceration and the way that the system yep. works and doesn't work. Um, yeah. But it doesn't also, work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but there is also a genuine just gratitude for the, you know, for the experience, for the people, for the, you know, other people that I was incarcerated with that I can kind of really have a connection to, to, to see that, you know, there's so much talent and potential that yeah. has, that, that is kind of hidden away in the, in these outskirts of society. And then also the people that, that helps, you know, helped me get, get back, you know, once I, when I came home, I and mean, there's just great community support. And so, so, yeah, I mean, I, it's it's definitely a, um, I mean, I think the gratitude just sort of comes from all of that stuff coming together and uh, and then realizing that when you go through something that's really challenging, you know, like that could be the thing that makes right. your life great. Like that could be like the, that could be that. And, and even like globally, we're yep. seeing the world go through like this heavy, heavy, um, I mean, for one, this pandemic, this, this racial reckoning that has need to, we've needed to do that forever forever yeah. and so like we're seeing all that stuff happen, and, and as it feels like you're going through the trenches having that perspective of man this could be the thing that saves us you know yep and so so no, yeah no and I, I
0: think there was a there was a recent article that i was reading um that literally just came out like a month ago maybe not even a month ago um you know in in discussions about you know like black lives matter and and kind of what we what you were just talking about and cuz a lot of your artwork does deal with with black issues and sure and and I do like I agree like you know I live in Richmond Virginia which is you know the capital I I wasn't born here I grew up in Ohio but moving down here and it's the capital of the confederacy and it's just like wait a minute what you know and like they still have these days that where it's like they celebrate these things and it's just like, I don't get it. Yeah. And and, you know, and and it's not enough for me just to say that it's like, I have to like go out and say that like, and, and, and push back about this. This is not who we are.
1: Yeah. And and so like, do you
0: you find like, you know, like do you find that your voice is getting, that's a weird way to say it, but like, because your artwork does deal with a, a lot of like black issues. Do you feel like your work sits in this time, like in a, in a new way because of what's happening?
1: Yeah, I, I think it does. I mean, and, and it's one of those interesting things where, I mean, it's like you make the work and a lot of it was made in 2014 or 15. Or I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those consistent things, but, but I think because we are in a moment where a lot of people are realizing some things that have been really old news to me, you know, it's like I've been big and black my whole life. <laughs> so so since I was old enough to know that I was a black person, this stuff has been swirling around. And also, you know, how I grew up, I mean, my, my mom was, was very in, intentional about educating me on the things that I wouldn't learn in school, you know, the the people Mm -hmm. that I might, that may not be in that, in those, in those history books. And so, so yeah, there's always, I've always really been tied to, 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 to speaking up. And, And some of it is, it's not, some of it is just to kind of reckon with it myself, just to kind of figure out, well, what is, what's the truth behind all these things that, that made up this place where I live. And so, but I definitely think it, it it lands in a in a different, more powerful way, just like the the writings of it's like James Baldwin, yep. you know, writer who's just spoke to some of this stuff so clearly from all different perspectives. And when he was alive, there were people from all facets that didn't like what he was saying. There were black people that didn't like it. There were black people that were intimidated by him being. Uh, you know a homosexual and i mean there are all of these different things that he was kind of speaking to but he spoke so directly to these issues that all of his work is like right back to the surface now yeah <laughs> I, it's
0: it's it, yeah it's like come full circle come or full half circle. circle i guess but i mean it, yeah,
1: yeah yeah so i definitely would say that the pieces that i made you know when i was when when i was watching you know things that happened with Trayvon Martin and things that happened with all all of the cases, Sandra Bland, Philando, like, oh, I mean, even back to being 12 with Rodney King and like being a kid seeing, you know, the riots in LA. And um, so, yeah, I think all of that stuff has sort of has 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 informed the artwork that I make and then my own personal experience, you know, I wasn't, a, you know, to get, a, I mean, I got a pretty lengthy, I got a 15 year um, drug possession sentence. And I, um, you know, and I'd been to school and I had community support and had, you know, parents that, you know, it's like, so even my own experience has made me much more vocal about those issues because it's like, if, if I could get that, then man, imagine what a a kid who didn't have any, you know, any support or any, um, you know, yeah, access to legal advice or any of that stuff. So, So yeah, so I mean, it's it's definitely um, all of those things have come together to make to 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 kind of now push we're, me to create the artwork that I made.
0: We're um, we're doing a documentary on a um, a friend of mine that's a former student of mine as well, and he I mean he's in the abstract athlete. John, he's done. He's not an athlete, I mean, he played sports growing up and stuff, but it's really more of the creativity saves. You know, kind of component to to what his story is. And one of the things that we talked about in the podcast I did with him, his name is Juraz Jenkins, is that he was just he was born in the wrong neighborhood. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, he he's black and he was and and and, and he was you know, it's just like he's born like two blocks away or whatever, but it's like the wrong neighborhood. And it's like I don't I, I, that's those things that those are the things that need to change. You know, it's like, it's like what you were just saying. It's like if, if a kid that didn't have the same education that you had, like had the same, you know, he's probably in jail for the rest of his life. And it's like that, and it's because he, they never had a chance. Yeah. And that's That's what it boils down to me, to me is like, those are the things that systemically need to change. It's like where somebody is born, what color skin they have, that should not dictate how their life is
1: Absolutely. they should
0: dicta- dictate how their life is. And so it's, it's, it's been really, you know, we're still working on the, on the documentary and we just got a teaser out that I'll actually send to you, um, later today. And, you know, excited, like, you know, you're, you're to me like what we want to, we want to actually do documentaries on all these people we work with. Cause I, we think everybody has really interesting stories that we work with. And you again, are another person that I think, you're a survivor. You're an inspiration. Um, and you know, like your hum- humility, I think is what is, what is really nice to see, you know, just like you, I, I, th- I can't remember the word you were just saying earlier, like you really appreciate what you've done, you know? And I, I think that I, like, to me, that, that isn't, that is like the core of inspiration when when you get to listen to you talk, you could like really influence kids' lives, adults' lives, even, you know, and like, um, and what you've been through and where you are now. And, and kind of, you, you, you've, <laughs> I say this, but you, it feels like you're, you're at peace and then and that's a weird way to say it. Um, yeah. but it does, like, it feels like you, you, um, you're grateful. Like, I think you said that earlier mm-hmm. and and like, you can tell, like, I think, the, you know, I, I use the word humility, but I think the the grateful thing is probably a better way to say it. So.
1: Yeah, well, well thanks. I, I'm, I'm glad that that, that that comes across. And I mean, it's, that's 100% true. You know, these things have, I think anybody who experiences, you know, anything, I mean, really anything, any, anything that happens, it's good in our lives. Very little of it has to do with our own personal, just greatness, <laughs> you know, yep. so much of it has to do with the right break the right people the right parenting to even say like no get off your butt and go do this (laughs) you know it's like all of the you know all of the things that um and so so yeah i mean that's yeah i mean there's there's just so many building blocks that that make us us who we are and give us the um yeah, just they give us the potential to go and tell these stories and live lives that um, that we couldn't imagine. I think about my my grandmother, which was a really challenging story, but it was also another one of those things that made. Yeah, it was, it was just a just just a powerful. Um, as I said, I, I had a long prison not well, I had a long prison sentence. I did three and a half years of it. I'm doing the rest on parole. So on the the day that I got out, my grandmother passed away. Oh. I believe she was ninety one or two. Um, but I got out at seven that morning and she passed. No, I got out at ten that morning. She had passed at seven. And um, and it was just one of those really, really powerful moments that it was like kind of the joy of being out. I didn't know that she had died. Like my, my partner who picked me up at the picked me up at the gate or whatever, you know, told me like, you know, Granga didn't make it and, oh. and um And it was just a really spiritual like kind of seeing daybreak on the day that I was coming home before she could, you know, let go because we were super, super close. Um, And it was also another just sort of moment of of a really inspirational thing of like, I'm never going to put myself in a position where I can't. Where I, would, where I would miss like the most important person's last days or, you know, that. And then another, and then another side of it was, you know, I, I paint for a living, you know, my grandparents couldn't fathom this, you know, <laughs> right. like on either side, she was from Trinidad. She was an immigrant. My other grandparents are from Franklin, Tennessee. You know, one had a gas station and my grandmother would just took care of all the kids. And, you know, if you told them that, that, yeah, your grandson's gonna paint, and that's how he's gonna make his living, <laughs> right. like they would be like, "How can you not be grateful?" They would be mind boggled. So, <laughs> so I mean, we really are in a space of. I mean, we're, we're kind of playing with house money. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So I'm, I'm, I um, just, yeah. It's, it's kind of special to have those people and spirits sort of floating around and and floating through me, and um, yeah. And yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um,
0: No, that's, I, I, that's, you, you, you speak very beautifully about the ones that matter to you, you know? And I I think that it comes through. So I, I think that's like really cool. Quick break. Wanted to make sure everyone follows Omari on Instagram at Omari Booker. And you can also see his work at AmariBooker.com. That's O M A R I B O O K E R. Make sure to stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, for subscription box information, upcoming events, pop up exhibits, and other info. Now back to Amari. Maybe go into. Um, and maybe this ties to kind of what you were just talking about, like what, what are your, what are your inspirations for what you paint? I mean, it it is, you know, like, again, like I think that there's a social issue and at least from what I see, but maybe you can talk a little bit about like how the work develops and what you're kind of thinking and, and, and those kind of things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it, a lot of it has to do with what's, with what's going on at the time, you know? Um, a lot of it is, is kind of autobiographical and social, you know, if I'm, and it's really whatever's happening in, in my life and in the, in the world. It's like, if I'm, you know, if I'm struggling with the relationship, then that's going to probably come out in the artwork, <laughs> you know, if I'm, if I'm, um, you know, with the pen, with the pandemic, a little bit after that hit, I started a series called need a hug. And it's just kind of like a statement and a question, like,
0: right.
1: I need a hug, do you need a hug? You know, because we <laughs> hadn't been able to touch people for a while. Right. So, and I asked I asked, them, you know, inner Instagram and Facebook followers and friends to send me their favorite hug picture. I just started painting those and kind of making a series of just people hugging because yeah. that felt like the thing that, the thing that was missing in the world during the pandemic and then as the social justice kind of revolution was re-sparked, I felt like that also was really, really important and really necessary to to start to retrain how we see each other. And it's like, there's no way that what happened to George Floyd could have happened if he was seen as a human being by the person that did it. It just couldn't happen. Like. Like I couldn't do that to someone who I saw was a person. I couldn't do that to most, I can do that to an animal. No. So, so yeah, so I mean, even just the kind of that statement, need a hug, I'm gonna do shirts that say you need a hug on them. And to, to try to just start finding some ways to reframe how we see each other. Cause I've worked with a lot of the policy reform and the legal reform and all that. And that's all important. But until we can like, until I can see like my brother and you like literally and my son and a little white kid and a white judge see his son and a black kid and like until we can really, really see some of that stuff is real. Um, yeah, the policies, you know, we, we've we kind of gone through some iterations in the United States of changing policies and not changing hearts. Yep. And it didn't work.
0: It's the human know? element.
1: It's the human element. Yeah. yeah because so, yeah
0: yeah i think we get we forget about that a lot
1: yeah for sure so so yeah so that series was and it also felt like it was kind of what i needed like we talked about a lot of the artwork that i did that was directly around social justice issues and mass incarceration and you know the the black lives matter and all lives matter that whole um tension i did some work around both of those and for me when i was witnessing all of those really traumatic things happening to people that I that I really identified with, you know, Ahmaud Arbery running. I mean, the, you know, yeah, I really identified with that stuff. I felt like I needed to paint something that was not directly speaking to black people dying, you know, it's like yeah. for my own personal sanity, for my own therapy. I needed to I needed some love in this studio <laughs> because there was so much other, you know, and that's not to minimize the importance of Of the fight, but the love also has to kind of fuel the energy to keep on to keep going back. You know, it's hard.
0: it's 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 hard to because it everything is very weighty. Like a the pandemic, we you know, like you said, like we've been inside for four months now. The social justice stuff, it 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 feels very weighty. But it's been need. It's needed to have happened forever, and it's just. But we feel. I feel like. At at times where it's like, it's like hurry up and wait, you know, it's like this to me like is the first time when, when protesting has actually physically done some actual things that have happened. Cause a lot of times I always just think, you know, like marching and, and protesting, it just never does anything. But th- there's actually physical, you know, like here in Richmond, they've actually taken down the statues, you know, For and it, sure. so it's actually things are actually happening. Now it's, you know, we that that has to continue, like because yeah. we need we need to get you know laws changed. We need to get you know different things that actually physically manifest into something as opposed to just talking about it. Yeah, um,
1: absolutely, and yeah, and I think that was part of what some of that work was was looking at was what do we need to sustain the effort? You know, it's like, once the once the frustration and anger and stuff wears off, and yeah. I mean, I, I look at, you know, I look at black communities and like, what has had to happen to sustain, you know, going through so many challenging things and, and the cookouts had to happen, you know, <laughs> the, the dancing had to happen, the music had to happen, like the love had to happen. And, and, and it wasn't that there weren't, the that, that the marching didn't still go on and the, the resistance and all of the stuff. But um but there has to be something to to bring that spirit back alive yep. to go back into it. And um and I think art, art is a big part of that. Art, music, I mean that, I mean it can fuel a revolution with anger and joy and fear and all the stuff it brings you
0: know? no it brings it i agree like i bring it brings yeah. it all together do have you speaking of music do you play anything do you do any 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 musical stuff in your oh <laughs>
1: well and i don't play i don't i don't play any myself but love it i yeah. mean
0: do you listen to I while you're a, painting i got a
1: record record player right next oh, to me and nice. cds and nice. titles and script, yeah all this stuff but um you know, of course, the, the the music on my phone, but but no, I think music is is you know that is the yeah that's that's like the food for the for the studio that that's the water yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah who because who's who's, on who, every day.
0: who's some of the some of your uh, your favorites
1: yeah I, well Jay Z Jay Z is my all time favorite yeah. yeah yeah and I think part of that's, it sort of depends on era you know yeah, it, yeah. people that are. That are a little bit younger might not have be <laughs> but yeah he's my all-time favorite um and it's funny i spoke of kanye west earlier and and musically and artistically he is I, one of my favorites he's, he's a still, badass and, he's and a- he still is he's he's still one of my favorites uh, and i know that he's having you know challenges and his challenges have made it really hard for a lot of people to um
0: to- always got i always separate the <laughs> the music from the, the, cause you know, like there's, there's people that have some incredible music that are just idiots. I mean, yeah, you know, and,
1: and I think, uh, yeah. And I think the the reality that historically, like Picasso didn't have a Twitter feed, you know, <laughs> Van, Gogh, Van Gogh didn't have a, you know, Mike, like we didn't know what these people, you know, we knew their art and we judged them by their art, you know? Mm-hmm. And to me, I don't, I don't. I don't watch Keeping Up with Kardashians. I don't read. I don't read his Twitter. <laughs>
0: Never seen I, that but, show. Thank God.
1: But when I go to his albums, I can. It's really, really consistent that yep. he's. Um, I mean, he, he he's, he's speaking to important things, you yep. know. So, but anyway, he's he's another favorite. But um,
0: do you write? Do like you like them. write like anything? The do you you write any like poetry or or like short stories Um, do you some
1: some poetry and some stories yeah poetry stories and i wrote a a book at one point that i never dug back into and edited it enough to get it out there but finish that (laughs) but yeah yeah but but i've I've written a i do a good bit of writing and a lot of it a lot of it is just kind of reflecting on what what i'm what i'm feeling and it also helps give context to the artwork right
0: no that's what i was actually just going to ask is if you ever thought about putting a book together that the writings and images of the paintings go together because it sounds like there is like a a nice thread between about what you're thinking and how things visually come out and how things you know come out in text that would be actually really really nice uh, to imagine that (laughs) get on that man
1: (laughs) We're not we're not going anywhere for a while, so, so I, might well, I might as well get through it. I'm just <laughs> saying,
0: no, that's not a joke. So, <laughs> um, do you uh, do you still uh, do you still play basketball? I mean, well, obviously not right now, but do you, yeah. do, you do you still like p- you know pick up games and stuff? It's funny, and I so-
1: do. I, I play, um, and I've been playing out of that little outdoor park where cool. it's just me. You know, just yeah. you know, me. Sometimes I'll go with one person and shoot or whatever. but yeah. It's just me. Um.
0: There's something nice about yeah, just so, going and shooting hoops. Yeah, I,
1: still shoot, and uh, and I played tennis. I grew cool. up playing tennis, so until I was about 15, that was kind of my main sport, and then basketball took over. I was always sort of played both, but um.
0: Who's your favorite tennis I player? I
1: tennis back up.
0: Who's your favorite tennis player?
1: Probably in the. It was probably Pete Sampras because okay. that was when I was watching the most. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, Gail Monfie. Uh, Monfils-
1: Yes. Oh, wow. His brother
0: was in my class here at VCU and he was a tennis player. So one day, one day, I guess like a year and a half ago, Gail Monfi ends up calling me on the phone because he was buying some artwork and wanted to know. I'm just like, what what is happening right now? Yeah. (laughs) Because that that guy is like one of the most athletic tennis players. I mean, just. Yeah. He's got a
1: basketball body. Yes, he does. (laughs) He
0: does. Like, that's true. Yeah. Just so athletic,
1: yeah. He's fun, actually. Yeah, I, I kind of forgot about. I forget about the, the the guys that are playing right now, but he has been super. Yeah, um, yeah he 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 to he has to be my current favorite. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love watching him play and yeah. just that he's. Um, I'll
0: tell I'll tell Daryl we have a new. Yeah, fan. Yeah, we'll so no, he's fan. super creative. Like yeah. he's
1: he's he's creative with how he approaches the game. Yep, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's shot making angles. Um, yeah, fun to watch, for sure.
0: What did you, I mean, so you, like, you played tennis, did you play any other sports? Did you ever play football or baseball or anything?
1: Yeah, I never played football. No. Yeah, my my mom put down the football rule <laughs> in the house. And it, it was probably wise, because my high school wanted me to play. But I got, I was about six seven one ninety. 190. So I mean, my whole ribs and my, yeah, it, it probably would have ended my my basketball career early right. if I um if I got on the football field. But but yeah, it's pretty much just basketball and tennis. You know, mm-hmm. a little bit of soccer as a kid. Just I think everybody plays a little bit of soccer. You know. Yeah. But, but it was those two. Um, so yeah. Speaking so, of baseball, I, I did play a little, little slow pitch softball, which was a lot of fun.
0: Nice, nice. <laughs>
1: pretty, I'm a pretty good hitter. I'm, am not much of a fielder.
0: <laughs> That's nice. So, being an artist right now is like super. I actually have a an art a show up right, an exhibition up right now. But it's like you know, part of part of being an artist is putting art out in the world, and you know, mm-hmm. like which is really, really a vulnerable thing to do. Um, which I you know I think I always like to talk about like vulnerabilities as an artist but also like as an athlete we're vulnerable but when we're when we're in a team sport like basketball or baseball or football like the vulnerabilities don't really get magnified but like when you're an artist it's like you're there by yourself and um, but is that I mean have you had any like you know, cause galleries are starting to kind of open, like doing some virtual kind of things. Have you like had any, like any group shows or anything happening? Yeah. In-
1: well, I've got a show that's coming up in Orlando. It's called, oh, cool. um, it's, it's part of the Florida prison arts project.
0: Oh, nice. And,
1: and for the past two years, there've been classes in, in Orlando prisons through a, through a grant. And um, I've gotten to go down and visit the institutions a couple of times, but also, I've created some artwork that'll be in that show. Nice. So that was supposed to be at UCF, university of central Florida on campus. It'll still be on campus and curated and everything, but it'll be for the most part virtual because the right. students aren't going to be back. And, um, so it'll, it'll mostly be virtual. They might do a couple of like smaller tours and, and I think like some zoom talk backs and whatnot, right. but, um, but yeah, there's still been some opportunity to show some, to show some work. And, um, and I'm working on a show that I, I'm curating that's in Nashville, and it's kind of a multimedia video, um, which isn't the type of work that I make. But um, I'll be kind of curating a small, a little right. small exhibit for that. So, so yeah,
0: yeah. I, did, I did read that you're a curator, and and I, it seems like you like doing that. Like, but thinking about what you're just saying about. Um, Orlando, like is it is teaching something that you've ever wanted to do i mean it sounds like you do somewhat yeah. of that um
1: yeah i've done some of it on a high school level oh, so the crazy. past maybe four years or so i've taught at a high school but it's only been one class and it's been in the fall and then i then i do some work with a uh, kind of youth group it's called arts and activism it's at a place called the oasis center
0: nice
1: and so i mean i i really enjoy teaching um the time commitment is hard to, to, it pulls me away from the studio, which is what I so, so love. Yep. And, and kind of as you progress as an artist, there are more and more things that pull you away from the studio. Cause <laughs> yep. you know, you got, you got, you know, paperwork and writing and emailing people back and whatnot. And, and so, so that's, that's kind of the only thing that really would, that keeps me from it is I like the, the loose schedule of being able to, paint really regularly but um but yeah i love i love teaching and i always welcome the opportunity to do any kind of programs with um you know especially with young people but really any age group is um it's great i think it's it's uh it's yeah i know what it does for me so so
0: and that's that's what i go back to just like about you being like such an inspiration because i always say you know i think us as people that have gone through different things and, you know, like we're adults or whatever you want to say that, you know, kids, kids gravitate towards that kind kind of inspiration from what we can say. But I also think adults can gravitate towards this because the, you know, like I think everybody is creative. It's just that most, most people, yeah, exactly. Like most people stop. And it's like, how do you get somebody in back into being creative because, and, and tell them, that this thing is good for you. Like this, the, you know, like we talk about exercising the body, like, well, let's, let's talk about exercising the mind, like sit down at a table and sketch for a while or, or write music or write poetry or, or dance or whatever, do it for 20 minutes a day and like, see what happens. And like, those are the kinds of things that I think you're, you're actually doing. And then I think that's, again, like that's, it's to use a weird term, but it's, it's heroic to like be able to go out there and say that stuff and, and tell people, tell kids and adults like this is this is how this worked for me look
1: absolutely yeah and it's so it's so funny how many things that will that we're willing to do because they're they're good for us you know you you know when you it's it, it's almost like if someone said I won't eat broccoli because I'm not a good farmer <laughs> <laughs> it's like people kind right. of think that about art it's like And I I, I get so much of the reaction of, but I'm not good at it. And it's like, you're good at it if you do it, you know, focus on what it makes you feel like, like the result is going to consistently get better and better. It's practice. as you you do anything, it's 100% practice. (laughs) yeah.
0: No, I love that. Like you just said, the the broccoli comment, because it reminds me of every time I talk to somebody that's not an artist, you know, I'm using the air quotes and they always go well, i can't even draw a stick figure and then i just look at them and i go well then don't draw a stick figure like who but cares like up. what like just do something because again that you know you've you're you're an athlete you you know like that idea of the runner's high you know well it's called mm-hmm. the flow in art and like you can be doing, yeah. you know you know how that is when you're in your studio and then all of a sudden it's like 5 hours later and it's like what just happened and yeah. I, like, that's a beautiful thing to like and and people need to experience that
1: 100% and uh yeah it, it just washes away so much of the of the gunk of yep. the world you know and the world's got a lot of gunk yeah. you know? so
0: it's <laughs> a great so, term yeah it's <laughs> it, true
1: I, mean, I think that's why artists can have you know i mean so many i have i think there's like a perception of, well you you make a painting and then you sell it and that's why you do it Yep. I've got hundreds of pieces in here.
0: You, I, know? You, you and I sound like we're very similar. I have
1: so so it's not it's yep. not like all of this stuff is selling or it's some yep. big you know. I think things begin to sell because you're so married to the process that you keep on doing it. You find out what it does for you spiritually and therapeutically and. And you continue to make stuff. And then eventually someone's like, man, I want, I want one of those, you know? (laughs) So so yeah, even from the business side of it, um, yeah, just, just can, just making the work. It, um, it, 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 something.
0: Yep. Who, who are like, and this can be an artist. This can be a musician. I mean, you said Jay-Z, um, it can be, it can be really anybody. It can be like a, a basketball player. It can be a tennis player, but like who, like who are inspirations to you? Um,
1: yeah, um Jay Z definitely was one of my early, early biggest ones, and still is a, is a is a huge one. Um, Nipsey Hussle, hip hop artist yeah, from okay. LA, um, kind of what he built okay. before he passed. I'll
0: show you something here. Hold on. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, that that's from uh, from that student that we're doing the documentary on. Oh, so, wow. So this is actually just a print from, from his painting, but it's I love it. So
1: awesome. 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 So yeah, he's definitely a big one. Um, Dave Chappelle, comedian, oh. Oh. huge one. Another one of those, like, I'm going to stick with this thing that I believe in until. Yep. Well, for the duration, basically. He's an, <laughs> he's an awesome. Ohio guy too. He so, is, he is. Yeah,
0: he is, yeah. yeah and my, is my, yeah, he, he, down in Yellow Springs, actually a buddy of mine just went down to one of those um, outdoor comedy things he's doing down at his, yeah. I mean, did you see the, the 846 one? He's, yeah, that was man. tough, man. Like, great. Yeah, I mean, it was great. Like he, he is one of those people that, I mean, he gets credit for being, I, I think he's the funniest guy I've ever seen personally, but he's yeah. a genius. Like to, yeah. I mean, straight up, like he is quick-witted. Like he knows what he's talking about, and and just I, I I just when that show ended, like that's the crazy part. That show only lasted the Dave Chappelle show. I think two seasons, maybe yeah, three, two. and and two, it's two. just like that is some of the greatest sketch comedy ever. Oh, and it's only two seasons, and I can still yeah. watch it over For and sure. over again.
1: I mean, there could be curriculum about that. Just using that show, there yep. could be college curriculum that stretches for 40 years. Yep, you know? I,
0: totally. I see, and he's he's somebody like that to me could be a college professor because, again, just how he thinks and the way that he puts stuff out in the world, I just think is unlike any other. I, and I just, I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I think I, that that's thinking outside of the box of what universities are but universities are kind of kind of antiquated and you know like why not update these ways that people learn you know
1: sure for sure yeah so those are two of the two of the big ones um as far as a painter uh Kerry James Marshall someone who I you know love love his work and love um but people that I really really follow a lot of it's music and a lot of it is hip-hop music because of the the way that that era sh- shifted the business of music and shifted the, you know, you kind of like, record label owns me and my product versus I own my own product. I distribute it. And if I decide to bring in another entity, and that's what was so great about what Dave Chappelle, I mean, not Dave Chappelle, what Nipsey Hussle did, yep. and what he did directly in the middle of his neighborhood yep. was built this, you know, built this thing and said, I'm going to distribute but I'm also going to bring people to this to this space that um that that has that, that has so much incredible culture that that was was challenging but also has formed so many people so so yeah I mean I think the I think musicians especially that like kind of 90s shift of what Jay-Z and Master P and some of the people did with their with their ownership has really informed how I work with my own art practices.
0: Yeah. yeah um, Master P was like a huge, like he was one of the first to like have his own label. Like and he, yeah. just, he full on did it. And, and he, what, he played, uh, didn't he play in the G league one year? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what I thought. He was a, good, he was a baller. Was a good basketball. Yeah. 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 Um, I think at that point there, there was, a. am not sure what the name of the league was, but yeah, he, he was good. And his brother too. Also, I think a, a few of them played, um, but yeah, so so those have been a lot of big, you know, a lot of big influences. A lot of it's because I kind of, you know, art, you know, visual art, and this is more the business than the than the um than the creative side is is very, very um elitely dominated. Very a lot of white supremacy running through all of that. And um and if you're you know, if you're not careful about really being intentional of, of owning owning your ideas, and and also sometimes holding out to say like, if this can't be done in in a way that is truly equitable and truly telling the story that needs to be told, then then I'm not going to do it, even if it is an institution or even if it is one of those spaces that has, has historically elevated careers. Um, and I think that's what a lot of those artists did. A lot of those artists were like, well we're not going to just be under the Interscope label. We're going to do our own thing. And then if we partner with Interscope, that's fine, but we're going to figure out a way. And so, um, so yeah, yeah, so that's been, that's just been a huge, uh, a huge influence in, in the way that I try to, to share artwork. And, and also, you know, if, if a big part of it is to say what you want to say and, and that thing that you're saying might be in conflict with, with people in power then you got to be willing to say well i I'll sacrifice being in those spaces to to maintain the authenticity right. of what yeah
0: well we usually ask a couple like weird questions at the end <laughs> one nice. of which one I mean you know one of those like wh- you know influences is kind of one of those just like off the cuff that, but like you've traveled probably a little bit even just like when you're playing basketball like what what's like a favorite a favorite city that you've been to maybe and it can be it can be nashville like i mean nashville is like to me is like one of the great cities um yes. and then and then we always need food recommendations
1: <laughs> oh sure well i would say if you're coming to nashville for food <laughs> I would send you to Slim and Huskies, okay, or Ed's Ed's Fish and Pizza. So Ed's oh. is a, Ed's is a catfish place, oh. um, and uh, it's, it's hey, they do a good job. Okay, they do a good job, and um, so I would say Ed's and Slim and Huskies. That's a pizza place, yeah. really fresh, owned by three, um, you know, three young men that all went to Tennessee State University. Two played football there. Cool, but but yeah, food. I would say those two. If you come to Ed's. It is cash only, so so you okay. you, so you got to hit an ATM before you come. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite cities, you know, I I, I feel like I'm. I'm kind of a West coast kid in a, in a, in a Southeastern experience. <laughs> so
0: I'm i so, I'm a mountain. I, I'm Colorado, like business partner lives in Colorado. So I'm definitely West, West coast as well. And I live on the East coast and it's like, what am I doing here?
1: Yeah. 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 So, so I, I, um, there's, there's a lot of critiques of LA, but I love it as a city. You know, I have, a, I really love it. Um, 100%. and, uh, you know, my family's from Trinidad, and unfortunately I haven't – I got to spend some time there when I was younger, and one of the, the restrictions of parole is you can't leave the country. So in a couple of years I'll be able to get back there. And I, and I think – I mean, I, there's a lot of places internationally that I would like to, to see what it feels like to just have some of the, the United States weight kind of lifted because it's yep. – I mean, it's, it's heavy now with everything that's going on, but it's always been heavy.
0: And yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
1: So so I and um so so I'd be interested to kind of check out some places just in some other countries and see what you know, see what some culture is like in those spaces. But but yeah, LA is a place that I really there's, enjoy. There's a I couple
0: mean, there's a couple art residencies that I'll I'll send you some info. You probably know about a lot of well, them. Well, I don't
1: know, there's so much that I don't, so okay. I would love that. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually went
0: to an art Not residency in uh Paris and so I lived there for like four months, like, nice. you know, and it was just, you know, it's life changing. Yeah. And, and, and like That's James
1: like Baldwin, James Baldwin spent, yep. you know, he continued to go to other countries yep. to kind of yep take a deep breath, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah.
0: well, what, I, is there anything that like, that you want people to know? I mean, I, I feel like you, you, you gave a lot today, <laughs> but is there anything else that like, you know, that I didn't ask that you, uh you know, you, you want to put out there?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I think if anything, just, it's a, it's a great time to figure out what you really love doing and yeah, do man. that. You know, it's like, I think we're kind of seeing a lot of, a lot of systemic restrictions crumble you know we're, we're seeing a lot of things shift and i would just encourage people to, to to look at this as an opportunity to to really figure out what the thing that wakes you up in the morning you know go do that yep. and uh, it'll all work out
0: yep yep yeah. no i agree um that's a awesome way to end and i like really seriously though i i it's been a total pleasure like talking to you and look forward to like talking more in the future. Um, cause again, I encourage people to like go look at your work because I do you, you're a fantastic painter and, um, just keep, keep doing it. And, um, like I said, I, I, we really look forward to getting back so we can do these events that we've been doing and, and, you know, getting, getting one of your pieces in there and, um, and bringing you along to some of the events we do because, you know, and I know I said this earlier and I probably said it a couple of times, but I do think that your, your story is, is inspirational. And I do think that you have that kind of voice that can change people. And so I think not that they put that pressure on you, but like, I think oh. you do it naturally. I don't think like, I don't think it's like something that's weighted on you. I just think you're just being honest and like you're telling your story and you're telling your story through your art. And, and I think that it's, it's it's exciting it's it's refreshing and and like super stoked that you know like get to do stuff with you. so
1: yeah well vice versa i'm, I'm, I'm so glad to make this to make this visual connection i know <laughs> yeah, we've been yeah. connected for a while you know yeah. on, on other on other planes but i'm glad to yeah thanks for the opportunity cool. to sit down and chat um it's been great so, yeah. yeah man
0: well we'll catch up soon um I'll, it'll probably be out in a couple weeks. I'll put some, if actually, you know, one of the things I always ask people, if you have, do you have any musician friends that would, mm. if, if you have any musician friends, we always put music, you know, like in the production of this. And if they wanted to like, let us use one of their songs or two, we can, you know, we can always put it in the background of this, you know, you know, in the the breaks and stuff. So I'll, I'll send you an email to remind you or whatever. And I'll send you an email about that, um, that residency, not that who knows, you know, obviously they're probably not taking anybody right now, but, um, but just, you know, like for the future. And, and like I said, I, I drive through Nashville every once in a while, man, like hopefully, you know, soon this will pass. Um, and you know, maybe we can go, go grab some catfish because man, I love yeah. me some catfish. Oh. oh, that sounds like a
1: plan. Oh, we'll oh. we'll <laughs> so,
0: all right. Well, cool. Well, um, like I said, I'll catch up with you soon. I'll get, um, is it okay to use like a biopic that I just find online? Cause Oh, for sure. Okay. For sure. Cool. Any
1: other, anything that you might need as far as pictures, if you want yep. some images of, I do have an image of that, that piece that I referenced. Um, yep.
0: Yeah. Send that which, to me. Cause I, we always, um
1: it's kind of new, so you probably don't have that yet.
0: Yeah, I we always like on our Instagram feed, like we'll just like say, Hey, you know, Amari Booker was a, a fantastic basketball player, but he's also a great artist that you should go check out as, you know, like and I'll just pump your Instagram page and your your web page. So we just try to like promote the people that we work with and even ones we don't work with that we respect. So, you know, just so
1: Definitely. Well what I'm gonna share, I'm gonna share that painting and there's also a porn that goes along with it. Oh, so cool. I'll share both I'll share both of those. Yeah.
0: Sweet. Um cool. Well we will we'll catch up soon. Like I said, it, it's probably we're actually ending season two of our podcast next Monday and we'll probably take just like a week off in terms of releasing. Um so yeah it'll probably be a couple weeks at this point before we put this out, but um but I'll let you know, and I'll send you um, send you kind of the promo stuff that we do.
1: Perfect. Well, I am – yeah, yeah. I'm just – I'm actually typing out that um, – not typing out, but just sending you that. Okay, cool. That image right now just just to make sure it doesn't um,
0: – You know, it
1: doesn't escape me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't escape my mind. So, so yeah, it, it just went to you cool but man I, I so enjoyed it and hey, i look forward to catching up soon
0: absolutely man now stay well and keep painting and like i said like look forward to actually shaking your hand and and eating some catfish <laughs> for sure, for sure. all right cool good to see you, brother. All right, be nice. good. you all right later see ya thanks again to amari for jumping on the podcast today Uh, Just an incredible person. I really cannot say enough about how good of a painter he is and how good of a person he is. Again, make sure to follow him on Instagram at Omari Booker. And you can also check out his art at omaribooker.com. That's O-M-A-R-I-B-O-O-K-E-R. Thank you for listening to The Abstract Athlete Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com and social media outlets for future events pop-up exhibits podcasts and other information including our daily creative training journals and subscription boxes make sure to listen to our upcoming podcasts on the abstract athlete network the abstract doctors with dr g and dr c follow us on social media under the abstract doctors and also check out one man's ethos podcast with tony mandrich which you can follow us on social media under One Man's Ethos and check Tony's work out at tonymandrich.com. See you next time when we talk with epic human and US women's softball legend Sam Fisher. Thanks again and do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there.